Hello, everybody. This is Victor, and I am joined today by Colton. Colton, if you want to say hi. Hey, everybody. Uh, I just wanted to open up the podcast. Um, it's a little bit of a down note, and the intentions of this particular episode is somewhat to raise everyone's spirits, or more so detract everyone from the current uh, just news cycle. But something I did want to touch on, because it is important to me, um, and I might be going a little bit of a rant here. Uh, doing the podcast, you get to meet some cool people. Literally, <laughs> me and Colton met <laughs> doing doing a podcast. Um, but along the way, you know, I I was fortunate enough to to talk and meet with some cool people. And one of those people along the way was um, our friend Roxanne. Um, if you remember earlier in the podcast, Roxanne was the person who came up with when me and Marissa were doing it. Uh, she mentioned fart two instead of part two because the one time <laughs> farted on the episode um i bring all that up because uh uh i i consider you know I've, i have never met roxanne but i still consider her uh, a, a dear friend and um you know this may all get taken down if she doesn't want me to share any of this but i'm pretty sure she's okay with it her husband was uh battling a sickness for quite a while and he eventually uh, passed away this earlier this Monday, the the second. Um, and I, I've been meaning to mention it on the podcast, you know, to send some thoughts and prayers her way. Um, something always just felt wrong about it, but I, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Um, and her husband passed, and it's it's a really down feeling because again, I've never met her, but you could just sort of tell with some people sometimes that they're good people. Um, mm -hmm. and it's just kind of a bummer. Um, I haven't spoke to Roxanne yet cause I wanted to give her some space, but maybe if she hears this episode, we could shed some light into her, um, uh, I don't know, downtime. <laughs> uh, cause that's not something no one, uh, l let me just say, uh, I, I, I subscribe to the theory that he's, he may be better off in a better place right now. Like he was kind of suffering for quite a while. Um, so if, if you're, if you're, I don't want to call people fans, if you're listeners of us and you, and you enjoy us, um, just consider giving some, some of your mental time to Roxanne and, um, that she could find some grace, hope in, in what she's going through right now. Uh, she, she, she means a lot to me and, um, I don't know, I guess that's all I really have on that. Um. If uh, I'm going to assume you have nothing to say only because you don't, it's not like you're close with Roxanne or anything. I mean, I know you know who Roxanne is and I'm sure you wish her the best as well. Yeah, no, that's all. I, I mean, um, yeah. I know who she is. Um, and yeah. just um, thoughts, prayers, good spirits, energy, everything going to her. You know, that's, yep. um, yeah, that's all I can say on that. If you see Roxanne comment on any of my stuff and I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to be out here giving out social media handles, but, uh, if you see her comment on my stuff, feel free to just let her know, um, you're thinking of her, you'd be surprised at how good it can make someone we, you know, there's all the bad talk about social media, but I think there's can be good in it. Sometimes if yeah. you see her comment on my post that, or something, and you want to send some, you know, even a heart emoji <laughs> kind of means a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. So th that's all I really wanted to mention. Welcome to the Digging Dexter podcast with Victor. Victor! And uh, Colton Duffy. With that out of the way, um, 
we are here today with episode six of season f- six of Dexter. And me and Colton were talking off mic. And essentially, we, we, we were kind of really excited to do this episode to get away from the current news cycle that we're in at as of you know November 4th, 2020. This will be an interesting time capsule in the future yes. when people are listening to this. You know, we record an episode right before the election and now we're two days after the election and um just crazy. <laughs> so so I, I, let me let me say this and and, and I'm sorry. Yeah. You, we are the same in that it sounded like we were both consuming this almost at an unhealthy amount. At least I was and still am consuming everything that's happening i so i started watching the election cycle like an idiot at 8 a.m yesterday um I, yeah i work from home uh currently still and i had the news i had cnn going on in my room like in the background watching it and about 9.30 or something like that, I finally was like, why am I even watching? They can't even like re- announce anything yet. Like, why am I even watching this? And it's just it's just CNN news cycle. That's all it is basically at that point. So I turned it off and was like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not catching up with anything until at least like 7. 7 starts. I make myself – I don't drink during the week. That's like one of my things. So 7 p.m. rolls around. I'm off work. And the first thing I do is I make an old-fashioned because I'm like, this is going to get – way too much and i was up until i believe about 3 a.m drank way too much because everything was just going on i'm just like i can't do this and then i've been in hung over and in a horrible <laughs> mood all day today because it's yeah it's yeah ugh, ugh. so the intention <laughs> the intention of this episode is obviously you know not to talk politics we, we're going to discuss trump's tax returns in a little bit but the <laughs> i'm just saying i don't know why he won't release them that's all i'm saying <laughs> um we 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 want to have fun with this episode so i'm trying i'm trying i'm going to try some stuff out and just in terms of maybe flush flush it away for a little bit and if this episode can give you can pry you away from the uh the current cycle um maybe i mean you know that that's a job we can do. Let me first again. We are in episode six. Let it go. I don't. I don't think he said just. I think he says just let it go. Um, and we'll get to Dexter in a second. I had some stuff planned just to lighten the mood a little bit. Again, I know we weren't going to get political, mm-hmm. but it's an important. Uh, it's an important decision that's on everyone's mind. You know, blue versus red. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I guess my first my first thing to you uh, in terms of blue versus red, and again we're not going to get political here, but you know blue versus red. Do you prefer blue Cool Ranch Doritos or red Nacho Cheese Doritos? Ugh, did you bring this up because of Call of Duty? Oh my god, dude! <laughs> we weren't getting not- political, but we have to discuss blue versus red. Okay, it's a serious topic. Um, Definitely going to go with red. Yeah. You know, if you would have asked me at a different time in my life, I may have agreed. um, I may have disagreed. I was Cool Ranch for a lot of my life. But I am with you. Uh, I am a red nacho cheese person as well. Yeah. Um, Let's let's talk about some other stuff. And I may have even asked you this before. Thanksgiving's coming up. Mm -hmm. Is, Is your Thanksgiving plate neatly sequestered 
everything, nothing touching each other? Or is it just fucking throw everything on it? And just gravy on everything, tur- everything. Uh, and I got a, I got an important follow up. Okay. It's a uh, individual. No, I don't, I don't think touches. Nothing touches. It'll touch a little I mean, bit. Touch, it's not, it's not, it's not throw it in there. No, it is definitely not. I'm the opposite. It's it's throwing everything. I don't even know why I have a plate. I should just put everything in my hand and just <laughs> throw it in my hand. All right. And and my follow-up to that is do you um do you eat cranberry sauce or do you put it where it's supposed to be in the trash? <laughs> um I eat I can eat a whole plate of cranberry sauce. I oh, love no. I love cranberry no. sauce. No. Funny story. As a kid, I one time got in trouble because I was like a teenager. Me, I know I was younger than a teenager, but I remember sneaking into the kitchen for whatever reason. I wanted like some ice cream or something like that. We didn't have any. And I went and I was looking at the cans for some reason. Like we had like a whole section of just like our like canned goods and stuff like that. And I found a thing of cranberry sauce and opened it and just started just eating it. And then I was like, oh crap, my parents are going to find this. So I had to like hide the can somewhere. And then I just sat there and it got so disgusting. I don't even remember where it was. I hid it. My mom found it. I was like, why would you do this? Like who eats cranberry sauce? Who who does this? I love it. I love cranberry sauce. Yeah. Oh man. I um if I didn't have six seasons invested, I'd probably would end the podcast right now. So <laughs> that's it. all right. All right. Um all right. My next one, it's another question. Actually, the last two are questions. Sprinkles on your ice cream, yes or no? Um no. Do you, do you not care enough? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I've eaten it. Like you know, like if I'm at like um like an all like a Golden Corral or whatever, I don't even know if those are still around. But I know whenever I was a kid and I'd go there, I put sprinkles on my ice cream, but it's not something like I have to have. Yeah, um, I I, I would prefer it in every every way to not have sprinkles. My wife prefers sprinkles, but I am totally out on sprinkles. Do you know what spam is short for? Uh, I, I, I feel like I do, but I don't obviously. No, so, I don't. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it and you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's what it is. Right. It's like, so, it's like, it's like shortened something ham, right? Like, um, sp- sprinkled ham, sparkled, <laughs> yeah, s- sprinkled, nailed it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It's only because I just asked you the question about sprinkles on your ice cream. Did you say that? That's really funny. Um, spiced ham. Spiced ham. We are a very informative podcast. <laughs> you have, you know, you're like, out there and you're, and you're listening to, to politics, the Electoral College, and you're not learning as much from them. I usually <laughs> learning from this podcast. What the um, do you like spam? <laughs> like, do you actually like it? Never had it in my life. Had it once and I was almost threw up. It was so gross. I'm throwing up at the thought of that and cranberry sauce right now. Um, oh, man, that might be good. <laughs> <laughs> More power to you if you can enjoy it, because that seems like a very quick and cheap uh, meal to eat. Let me close out this trying to have fun little segment with I have. um, Okay, I basically have two clips and I'm going to let you choose which one to pick from. Okay. Do you know who LeVar Ball is in terms of sports? It may not be as funny. I'm not a sports person. You got to remember that if it's if it's not baseball. Um, we we, we'll go to you know who Liam Neeson is, right? 
Mm-hmm. So this was this was done quite a while ago. And again, we're not getting political, but it was on the the idea of women earning more money, right? Okay. So for whatever reason, Liam Neeson was being interviewed about this. Oh, it, it was he was do, doing press on some some movie he was doing, and it did the gender pay gap came up. Okay. Um, this is funny for a reason. I hope you find it funny, um, but. This is just meant to enlighten, and this is no, no, uh, we're not choosing a side here. It's just a funny clip to me, but let's listen, and hopefully we have fun with it. There's a lot of discussion about it, and a lot of healthy and necessary discussion about it, because the disparity sometimes is disgraceful. How do you think we can move past that? We're starting. We're starting, and it has to start, you know, and it's it's starting with these extraordinary actresses and brave ladies, and and, uh, and we, as men, have got to be part of it, you know. We started it, so we have to be part of the solution. So would you take a pay cut to kind of equal things out? No. Pay cut? No, 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 no. That's going too far. Uh, no, there has to be parity. There just has to be. I've always loved that <laughs> Hey, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't cut it up, but his his emphatic no. <laughs> oh my god! I've always loved that clip. Um, I always forget he has like a super thick accent like that. Like I know that yeah. he's Irish, right? I think he yeah. is. And then when I hear that, oh my god, that no. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that was something fun. Um. I wouldn't mind trying to do one of these e- each an episode because uh, my goal is this to be a complete morning zoo. But <laughs> I think now we could try and talk about the episode. Okay. Um, so we are at episode six. We're halfway through the season, which is kind of crazy. Um, oh, and this man. is this episode and the next episode are pivotal moments in Dexter history, even though they're actually not. There, it's a huge moment because you get the return. You know, it's it. The past five episodes, every episode, I'm bringing up season one, season one, season one, and this episode kind of leads to the idea of like, um, like yeah, they're really throwing season one in your face. Something I wanted to mention last week that I forgot, and it's important uh, to bring it up this week is there was rumors on the hey, internet. I gotta, I gotta go. I'm sorry. I don't okay, know if you can okay. hear. If you, I mean, if you want to leave a running, you can't. I'll, 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 I'll probably be right back. I just keep hearing her crying. So, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll keep talking. I'll keep talking. You're good. Well, was, You're good. Okay. Do, do you want to pause it? Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Do you want to pause it? <laughs> um. So I'm gonna talk for a little bit and let's see what happens. Um. Poor Colton's daughter is crying in the background. Um. Going into this episode, there was a lot of rumors, rumblings out there about is there's a huge game changer coming and there was a lot of you know it's a big character from dexter's past blah 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 and it ended up at the time i thought since it was the episode title is called just let go i found it i I swore it was going to be lumen um the little rumors that were out there was trending towards lumen and then when you put the episode 
And the reason why just let go is important is because that's what Dexter says to Lumen before they throw out Jordan Chase's body. Um, you know, Lumen says, what do I do? And Dexter says, just let go. And it's supposed to be metaphor for, you know, everything Lumen was holding on to at the time. Um, so when the episode title was called Just Let Go and you knew that episode had a big cliffhanger at the end, not a cliffhanger, a big surprise. Um, it was a shock to me at the time, but there was, if you were paying attention to like the internet rumors, you knew something big was happening at the end of the episode and we'll talk about it, but it was a big surprise that how they pull it out. And, and that's why this is such a, uh, a big episode. So with all that being said, um, it's probably one of the biggest shocks in Dexter history up to this point. You were shocked. I'm assuming you were shocked if you put yourself back in your shoes back in 2011 when fucking Brian Moser shows up. Yeah, I remember being like, just like uh, for, uh, huge. I was hugely shocked. Like I can't, I, I didn't keep up with it. Like I know you do, um, did at the time. Um, but I do remember it coming on and I was confused. I was excited. You know, I didn't know what was about to happen. Then, of course, it goes right to credits. <laughs> Question. Were you more confused or more excited if you're able to, like, separate the two? Because I remember being confused and I knew it was coming. I was confused, but I was definitely more excited. Okay. Um, And we'll, and we'll talk about it once we get to the end of the episode. And. Uh, it, it's, I guess, a little um, show note here. We're going to have a guest on for episode six, uh, seven. Episode seven up to this point is one of, it's probably like the second biggest episode next to like the end of season four. Because mm-hmm. um, it was like, holy shit, Brian's back. Like, this is definitely a game changer. Um, yeah. So we'll try just to keep it all our thoughts of this episode into this episode. We're trending towards next episode being like, one of back of like our old school hour and a half long episodes. Cause I feel like we all have so much to say about the Nebraska episode. So much. <laughs> just, I'm going to hold it until then. I have so much to say. That being said, do you want to move to Deb and start this episode? Yes. Cause that is the storyline that makes me the maddest. <laughs> okay. Um, let me try and set it up. What we have thus far on the Deb front, we see she's struggling sort of being everyone's boss and mm-hmm. um you know um there's little hints here and there as to we're, we're leading to somewhere regarding deborah and dexter and this episode sort of kicks it off where dexter doesn't show up to the house party um that i i, I feel like that's what i have in terms of like the the personal deb stuff is yeah. that not where your um yeah no i mean off lies no, I'm the same thing. Like, um, she's definitely. It's, uh, I, they're 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 showing how it. She's definitely was not ready for this position, and they're yeah. doing a good. They're doing a really good job of that. They're definitely doing a good job on showing that she's having a hard time, as you said, separating herself. When you're the boss, you can't be friends with everybody. Like that's you can't do that anymore. That's up. That comes with that territory. So that's just. And and I like that they're showing that, especially with her trying to talk to Quinn and um, Masuka and stuff like that. I was like, that's good, like because that's really what it's like. So yeah, yeah. Is your is your hang up with this episode regarding what happens with the witness or whatever she is in this episode, Clarissa mm-hmm. Porter with everything? Okay, yeah. um, so so I'll set it up here. Clarissa Porter in our prior episode is the one who Quinn slept with, and 
she's essentially all Miami Metro has at this point as a connection to Geller. Um, I, I didn't write down the specifics of how they connected, but essentially she they used to have sex. <laughs> they were dating. Um, I wouldn't even say and, that. It was a one-time hookup. What's that? With Quinn? Oh, no, oh no, with Geller. I'm Geller. About, I'm, I'm talking about Clarissa Porn and Geller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. And essentially what this episode boils to is while being interviewed regarding Geller, it kind of comes out that Porter slept with Quinn and Deb is watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a sort of a big blow up in the room. Um, is this where your hang up starts or is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'll let you go because I, I have something to add. But what's your hang up there? So my biggest one on this is one. And I'm uh, m- maybe I'm not fully seeing like what happened on this one. So they interview Quinn and um, Batista. They interview her. Um, they're basically kind of done. Like, I don't think that they suspect that she's going to be like that big of a piece of it. Now, granted, she was still part of an investigation. He shouldn't have fucked her. It is what it is. But she isn't to the level that she all of a sudden is. Now, my issue that I have is Deb all of a sudden getting this royal conscience of you shouldn't have done that when she was fucking a what she suspected was an SI two seasons ago. She was having sex with an SI. Now, granted, it came out that obviously Quinn was being dirty and he wasn't really an SI, but she didn't know, knew, know that. She was actively sleeping with an SI and now all of a sudden what she can't believe what Quinn's doing. I don't know. To me, the hypocrisy in her, it, it just kills me. So first, um, uh, um, I, I don't mean to sound this like I'm trying to be mean. I think you just confuse it. it I think it's CI. CI. It shows how good I am with cop stuff. <laughs> I went to law enforcement. I wasn't a cop. Okay. We didn't use things like that. <laughs> what, I, what I did. So yeah. Um, I will say I think yeah, you have yeah. you have you have a point, but I feel like there's a bigger point. Um, um, what in what you're saying in season three, Deb knew what she was doing was wrong because the entire season this is going to cost me my shield. It's going to cost me my shield. What I think the the difference here is once it gets exposed, instead of Quinn being like, "Holy shit, I'm sorry," it was more like, "Oh, you're fucking jealous that now we're separated. I'm fucking having sex." Um, right. The show's hypocrisy, at Dexter as a whole, is Quinn was fucking banging Christine Hill. They were living together, <laughs> and there was been there was no mention of like this is going to jeopardize the Trinity thing. It was like, you know, didn't even think about it that even as well. Yeah, so you're right. Dexter always does this weird like it matters here, but it doesn't matter there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> Definitely hypocrisy on Deb's part, but. I think what fuels it, and I think it's probably the line of the series when Deb is like, don't fucking fuck with my investigation, you fucking fucking fuck. <laughs> um, I, that's where I think it, it sort of splits into like hypocrisy into now you're making this personal, you know? Yeah. Um, Which, yeah, like, and I said, and I get that Qu- what Quinn said isn't right. Like, like I said, it, and that does take away from it as well because he's not sorry with what he did. But at the same, I say that, but I kind of think he is like a little bit kind of like how she was because before she came in there, he was like, shit, like she's more of an, an issue than I thought. But he's obviously taken it to another level. And we, I mean, we see that happen at her, at her amazing beach party. So, <laughs> yeah. She, and Quinn shows up with, uh, some girl he met for lack of a better term and 
Which and, that, that, that had, did have my favorite line. I'm sorry at the whole episode. And that was. Damn, I wish I would have cut it off. What is that it? Was, that was my. She was like, You took me to your ex's party because actually, you took me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's such a really drunk funny. asshole yeah, thing yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> um, Let me clarify something because I feel like it can totally get twisted. I know. Season four, Christine Hill. There's a lot of different factors, but just as as a whole, like it it feels like um, it feels like it mattered there and it mattered there. I know there's a lot of um, what do you call that? Once a lot of factors in play, essentially. Yeah. Um, he comments, Quinn comments, and this sort of starts Quinn's downward spiral. Um, he's comments on uh. What's her name's ass? Is her name Jamie Batista? Yeah, She's yeah. Amy, Amy Garcia, Jamie Batista. Um, yes. And Quinn has to fucking knock him out. Um, uh, the, the Batista knocks him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's sort of all I have. I mean, I don't really have much to comment on that there because it's kind of like we know what's going on. And that's kind of all I have on, on that storyline. If you have other stuff to add in. No. Um other than if you're gonna have a house party, I was gonna say I, I feel like you should bring alcohol. But at the same time, I'm like, no, this is your house party. You, all your guests, like, she shouldn't have apologized. It's your house party. Your guests should bring you alcohol. Like, that's what you do at a house party. You bring wine and liquor and shit like that, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was just more think, like this is this is this is how busy Deb is. Like, she's she can't yeah. even buy alcohol. You know. Let's see. Actually, to be fair, I don't think I've ever had a housewarming party. Um. You know, it's so funny. I meant to put that in my notes as like a little t- talking point if you ever had one. I didn't. Marissa moved into her house and she had one where, where I'm living now. Um, she she threw one, but she, it was like she was a first time home buyer. Uh, I've never had a housewarming party. No. Yeah, I don't think we did. I, I had a house at one point when I, I was. Oh, man, I don't remember how long ago that was. I had a beer pong competition there. But that was definitely not a housewarming party. And then when I, I bought this place, uh, this condo that we're in, I did definitely did not have a house party. I just like moved some shit in, and we got um, Carl's. <laughs> we got Carl, me and Meg were dating at the time. We got Carl's Jr. and we ate on my uh, carpet in the master bedroom. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's so funny. You'll always you'll forget so much stuff, but you'll always remember shit like that. Like we were fucking, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, we're good to move on to DDK. I'm saving Dexter and Brother Sam because that's to me that's the biggest storyline. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of DDK, um, this is uh, I don't think there's a lot DDK stuff that happens, but um, this is this may be sort of season six Dexter fatigue, uh, rather six seasons of doing Dexter and analyzing every episode. And it's something I realized at the time, but I didn't really put it into focus until watching it now doing the podcast, the DDK stuff and like Miami Metro, like being like steps behind Dexter, which is sort of the formula of the show. Mm-hmm. Dexter knows who it is. Miami Metro's behind. Um, and we know that's the formula at this point. And if I'm putting myself in like Victor's 2011 shoes, um, Watching this live, like we know by now, Miami Metro is going to be behind Dexter, and it, so it it really feels like when they kick, when they, when they have six seasons of following the same formula, and you know 
all of my main Metro's work is going to go for nothing because Dexter is going to take care of it at the end. Um, it really sets like a stale storyline. And I think that's a little bit of what season six, I feel like that's a little bit of the, if you really break down the analysis of why people don't like season six is, is like this. So, you know, everything Miami Metro is doing, it's, it's all wasted. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that's why, I don't know if how much you remember regarding season seven, but I feel like season seven flips the formula because there's no big bad. There's no like, there's, there's villains. I'm doing air quotes here, mm-hmm. but, th- but they're not like this where it's, you know, Miami Metro, who's going to get them first, Miami Metro or, or Dexter. Right. Um, there, it's sort of more of a personal storyline regarding Dexter being chased and Dexter's love life. Um, and we'll get there, but I sort of, I, I felt like that this episode was like, wh- why, why does this feel like so stale? Um, and I think I think I, I like had like a hallelujah moment where I put like everything together. Where I was like, that's why this shit is stupid, because Miami Metro, everything they're doing, Dexter's just going to squash it in like four or five episodes. And, yeah. I, 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 and I think it's how it is. I, and I, I think this season is the first season where Dexter invites Miami Metro in. I mean, like, you know, to try and capture Geller, uh, Travis. But um, that being said, um. I don't know how, what your notes are on this is I just have basically Travis releases Holly Benson. Um, and I, I like that the villain this season thus far is kind of weak. Would you agree he's weak at this point? Yeah. He's weak he's minded. He may have bad intentions, but mentally he's not strong enough to be evil for lack of a better term. No, he's not. And that's why. And, and like I said, I've watched this whole season now all the way through. So I, I got a pretty good understanding of it. And, and and I and I, now I'm remembering why they're and I think I, I've already I've already even said this before in another episode already, but like I'm remembering what it is I liked about the season because Travis in the last three episodes is amazing. I actually really like the character. Now, once we start talking about it, maybe there'll be something else that'll kind of get me like to be like, well, like why did I like it so much? But that was what I was kind of remembering I think from the season because it's really good watching him do that. And had that been the character like this whole entire time. I think it would have been a lot better, like like main bad guy to follow instead of Edward James almost like having him in that ultimately leads to nothing. It's just a little, you know, woohoo, we got you spoiler, um, <laughs> a twist or whatever. Um, but this app, ep- but this episode in particular, like it, it, it's just such a slow burn for nothing, you know? Okay. We see he has a conscience and, putting the goggles on of the first time viewer. Oh, he's, he's going to go away and he's not going to follow along with um, professor Geller anymore. You know, like that's kind of what you're thinking, but you also know, this is what you said. This is exactly the halfway point of the season. We're at episode six. So there's six episodes. Yeah. We're at, we're at the halfway point. So, but you know that you're, that's not going to be the end of it either. As just a regular viewer of a show, you know that that's not what's going to stick. You just know that you have to know like, Hey, there's gotta be way more than that. So, I, they just, I don't know. It's very, I feel like it's very lazy writing. Like they, I don't know. They could have done more, I think at this point. It's lazy writing in terms of this is fitting the Dexter formula for five seasons now. So, mm-hmm. and, and and I think it's, because this se- season six started out in, in the press meeting when, the, when the, the writers and everything, they're doing their press tour before the season. It was, we know the end game. We know how this Dexter is going to end. So they knew they knew this season how it was ending. They knew Deb was catching Dexter. 
how they get there is what the season's about, but it, it's ending with this moment. Um, and yeah, you, you're right. It, it's, it's, it's a late, it's lazy in terms of this is the Dexter format and we're going to stick to it. And that's why yeah. I think, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised next season, how different season seven has its own problems, but season seven does away with the big bad. Now, when you start talking about lazy, season eight goes right back to their lazy ass formula. Right. But um, that that's that's we're, we're in the same line here. Um, the other thing I wanted to add to this was brother Sam is trying to turn Dexter to the light. Mm-hmm. You know, tr- trying to make him forgive. And I think without realizing it, and I don't think they did. a. I think they could have done a better job is Travis sister is sort of doing the same. Because this is the episode where Travis shows up to the school and somehow he's allowed to just be in the middle of a class with little kids. Um, and Travis sister just sort of like, oh, don't, don't, you know, you're not too young to go trace your dreams and everything. Oh, you're it, right. It, I didn't connect that. That's actually really good. Yeah. I feel like they could have done a way better job because, you know, you have you're supposed to be showing Dexter versus Travis and Travis has his own Harry and Dexter has his Harry. Um but yeah, I, I found that a little. Uh, I wish they would have done more with that in terms of the two of them trying to to connect them. I definitely wish they were doing more with her, his sister, because one, the actress that they got for the sister, she's a pretty big name actress. I and I and I say that I cannot remember her name, and I'm very <laughs> sorry about that. But I I know her from a lot. Like I said, she's from um, House of Cards. She's from um, Deadwood. She played. She was one of the main characters in Deadwood. Um, and so she's not a nobody. Like she's a she's a fairly big name actress. And I it, it's the exact same thing that. And I'm, tr- I'm I'm really sorry. I'm not trying to be Colton shits on Dexter. I'm really not. What's her? Do you have her name? Yeah, Molly Parker. Molly Parker. I was like, I actually kind of know Molly Parker. Um. But I I really wish that they would have done more with her. And to be honest, what I kind of thought, and I do remember thinking this when I very first watched it, whenever it came out, because this is when it came out on DVD, and that was how I was was able to watch this. Um, I thought that they were going to have like an incestuous thing start happening. Because to be honest, that's very biblical. Incestuous would have fit in very like well in the biblical type sense and stuff like that. You can make a face, but that's really kind of what it, it had done. It would have worked really well with that. And I thought there was going to be something along those lines, but obviously it you know, it, do, it doesn't happen. But yeah. To, to your point, I think, I think about this season, I think like they had so much potential and you're going to enter this religious aspect and, and, and it would have connected with Deb and Dexter, like. And and even with the and and for fans of the books, there's a whole Dexter book explaining basically that the Dark Passenger comes from like this. Re- oh God, I I know I'm gonna get chewed out for this by people. Um, Dexter is eventually the, the the reason why he has the Dark Passenger is from like somewhat of a religious background, not from Dexter, but he's part of like a cult that he doesn't realize. Like his Dark Passenger is I, the Dark Passenger, uh, I know nothing of the book so forgive me i know nothing of the books i know nothing of them i thought it was an alien or something no it was it, it's this religion called moloch or maybe he has moloch in him um okay i know nothing so the the hardcore fans of dexter y'all need to realize you as much as i shit on the show you can shit on me for not knowing all this stuff because i don't i really don't know all that stuff 
they, 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 I guess let me put it this way. They try to explain Dexter's Dark Passenger, and it comes from like a religious, spiritual sense. Okay, I don't have actually, all, I don't, I don't have I really all the specifics. Uh, I have, the, I actually have the audio books that I can send you um, if you like. Um, yeah. For a while, I was replacing podcast with them, um, but yeah, there's supposed to be like a magical sense to Dexter's Dark Passenger. When okay. this season, when this season got announced that it was going to be unreligious, when that trailer dropped, you kind of thought, "Oh wow, they're going, they're going to like kind of lean on the books a little bit or bring it back to that," and the religious aspect ends up meaning nothing. Hmm. Um, if we want to move to the big topic of the episode in terms of Dexter and Brother Sam, yeah. So, my gripe with brother sam and i sort of spoke about it last episode but um the episode starts out where dexter is literally following travis Mm -hmm. and dexter literally gets pulled well not literally dexter gets pulled away because brother sam got got shot Mm -hmm. so dexter is this close and i'm doing the thing with my fingers to 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 capture and travis and he gets pulled away to deal with brother sam um, brother Sam sort of eventually feels like a treading water plot device. Like he's mm-hmm. just meant to be here for a few episodes and like, we're this close to DDK, but we're going to pull you out. Um, at brother Sam's vigil, you know, the episode they there, they have a vigil for brother Sam. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you caught it, but. I, I, this is one of those things where you have to go back and watch uh, if you know how the, how how uh, events turn out. Nick like calms down the dog during the vigil, yeah, and that's like that's like begins to be your little cue about it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even want to harp too much on it. Um, you know, they they're finding ways for this cop Mike Anderson to be inserted into the story and. I, I would love to have talked to a Dexter writer in terms of why did you even bring this actor in the show? Um, All Miami Metro is on this Leo Hernandez. Did you have something to say there? No, no, no. I agree because it's the same thing. Like I actually um, like the guy that they got for Dokes 2.0. He's he I, I, I like <laughs> I like that he adds something to the show. Like he's a little bit different. He's he's an outside character. We haven't had him before. Um, same thing. He's also been in a good amount of like TV and stuff like that. Um, but it's the exact, but what his lines that he's giving, you could literally have angel doing that. You literally could have Matista doing that. You there's, you could even have Quinn doing it. I mean, to be honest, it would have made sense to have angel do it. Cause angel is probably the most religious out of all of them. And so you would think that he would have been the one doing this. Like it, I don't, I, they're, they're, they're not using the character to its most, its biggest potential. Yeah, so, I mean, you literally. Yeah, I'm repeating what you said. So much potential with this season, and they do nothing with it. I know what happens with Lewis, and we we haven't mentioned Lewis much yet, and it's because I think he'll play a bigger factor coming up. Um, I know why the Lewis character gets squandered and why he doesn't amount to anything. I have no idea why what they did with the actor Billy Brown, and I'd love to know because I'm so there had to be something bigger there. Whether it's fucking Doke's brother, this whatever, I don't know. Okay. Um, but regarding that, they make Mike out to be the solid cop. Like he, they make him out to be a good cop, right? Right. And 
I don't know if you caught on this. And again, this is I'm teetering really close back to to nitpicking Victor. Um, they're watching the video. Just let it out. Let it out. It's okay. <laughs> uh, like the episode says, uh, just let go. Um, <laughs> they're watching the video of when Brother Sam got shot, and you know they see the the guy in the hoodie, and he shoots him, and they see the dog roll up. Well, and that's it. And Dexter is the only one to notice the dog. Mm-hmm. No one else. And it's like, why are we all so bad? Why are we so bad as cops? Why are you making the cops so bad? It just, it, it, it pissed me off. Well, like, and what? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that's what, when I told you about like what I thought should be the quote of the week was what Musuka said. And there was a reason for that. Like, it, it's, I don't uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Th- th- that's all I want to say was like, there was a reason I picked that. Like, it, it, yeah, to, to your, to your point, And I have to cue up the music here. The killer cut of the week does come from, so they are at the shop and they're kind of going over what is, um, you know, they're canvassing the crime scene. Um, and Dexter has this line. It was a bigger thing in earlier seasons where I just started mentioning that the, the, voiceover is really terrible and this here is where i thought the 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 the, the voiceover was terrible but first let's uh the killer, the killer. cut of the week cut of the week this comes when dexter's realizing that he who's responsible for killing brother sam I don't know if it's as funny as much as it's like really cringy. Um, let's take a listen. The night Julio and his crew came for Nick, I hit one of them with a baseball bat. He seemed like Julio's number two, which could mean he's now number one. You got to have better writing for you. Have so an, much <laughs> you got you have an awesome character in Dexter. And you got to have that's so uh, to me, that's so number one minus number one is is number two, which means you're number one. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I didn't catch that one until you played it. That was a really good one. I cringe so hard. And there's so many of those. And again, you have, you know, you could you could almost do an entire podcast episode on just Dexter's voiceover, the good and the bad of it. Um. But shit like that, it's like, guys, just do better. You, don't even put that in. Oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Nitpick <laughs> Vic is back. Um, Brother Sam awakens in the hospital and he wants to talk to Dexter. And mm-hmm. this kind of ties in with the end. But Brother Sam is all about forgiveness. And he's sort of showing Dexter mm-hmm. the way. Like, you know, I wish Dexter was closer to having like a mental breakdown. Because... Yeah. We're talking about a, a grown man with a child who regularly talks to his dead father and thinks he's there. So this guy is mentally, there's mentally something going on with him. And the end of this episode, now he sees his dead brother. Um, mm-hmm. I wish Dexter was really fighting this mentally challenged, like, fight in his head. And, and they mm-hmm. try to do it with this episode. It's just not good enough. Um but, you know, Sam is trying to tell Dexter for the first time, just let this go. Like, let this go. They identify each other's dark passengers, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish Dexter was kind of going a little bit crazier 
you know, uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I think that it definitely shows it obviously at the end though, where, um, he's trying and he snaps. Um, I, I, I think that it does kind of does a little bit of that at the end though. That's all I was going to say. You know, you know what? Let's talk about the end because I, I kind of have a lot to talk about. So eventually, Brother Sam dies. It, it's so it, it's so weird because there's such good and such bad, and there's such inconsistency with the season. Because I like that brother, I, brother Dex, Dexter takes Nick to the beach that he was baptized at, mm-hmm. and it's gonna, it's going to be the same beach where he kills him at, which is you know there's irony there, right? Um, the convo with Nick and Dexter, it's painful in terms of acting for me. Michael C. Hall is so great. As much as I shit on this show and I talk about all the negative, Michael C. Hall is fucking, his shoulders must hurt from carrying that show because he's so, <laughs> he's so goddamn good. He is. And, and he's, he doing is. This, he's doing this scene with this actor, Nick. I, I don't even know his name, but he got away with it. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is high school play type acting. It's so terrible. Um, Dexter says he's not a cop, but Nick admitting to it doesn't matter. Like you just still admitted to it. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, I'm not a cop, but I still fucking work at this station. And it's like, oh, my, my credibility God. is still probably better than yours. And if I go and say, hey, my name is Dexter, you know, I work in the lab. Uh, yeah, you, yo, yeah, you know, I'm the genius. I, I solve all that blood stuff. Yeah, uh, he, that dude over there, he said that he killed Brother Sam, yo. And they'll be like, Can't. oh, shit, really? Hey, uh, we're going to handcuff him. Okay. <laughs> Like it's so terrible. Um, I remember to talk to talk about the scene. I, I remember back in 2011. You're thinking the the show is leading you towards Dexter is gonna let Nick go. Yeah, he's gonna ask for his for and he's gonna make himself make him turn himself in. I remember back in 2011, just having no idea where it was. Like I, I know what the show's telling us, but there's you know, and, and it's something Dexter does great. The the character is like that monster is always sitting at surface level. Um, you know, you just have no, like, I mean, literally the episode title, you have no idea if Dexter is going to kill him or, mm-hmm. you know, just let go. Um, yeah. I really Michael, thought, uh-huh, go ahead. I was going to say, ahead, I, I really thought he was going to, like, that was my big yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm with you. Cause I was like, I didn't know, but if you like, you, if you pause the, if you pause the show right there and ask me, does Dexter let him go? I pr- I would have said yes. Mm-hmm. To that point, watching Michael C. Hall, that monster that we always talk that he always talks about, come out and like just brutal drowning with his bare hands, and just seeing that like monster come out of Michael C. Hall, mm-hmm. the fucking show does that so good. And you always know that monster is oh, like Dexter's liable to flip out like that at any given point. Yeah, and it's just it's sitting like you know like a melting pot. It's just right there, um, so it becomes surprising that Dexter does it, but it's also not like it's that weird, you know. Um, I would have loved to have done this podcast back in 2011 because I feel <laughs> like we would be sitting here for an hour just talking about is Brian alive or is he dead. Um, we get the reveal that yes. Brian Moser is back. We he does the slow clap. Um, I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit. I wish I would have watched this not knowing 
anything was going to happen. Because I watched this episode back in 2011 being like, all right, someone's coming back. When's it going to happen? And you know, you know, the episode's running about 54 minutes and you're like, oh shit, this is the end of the episode. What's going to happen? Right. Um, you get the slow clap reveal of Brian Moser. You know, you read internet comments and it's like, is Brian Moser alive? That's why I was like, oh, were you more confused or surprised? Yeah. I, I it, no, it, uh-huh. like I said, I was surprised, but it was it was surprised because I I thought he was. That's why I was shocked. I was yeah, like, yeah. but I was like, but they showed him dead. I was like, hold on. I was like, no, 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 no. You start questioning everything you remember, right? Uh huh. And you, we already <laughs> know how bad my memory is. So, so uh, yes, and and I and I know people know this, but yes, Dexter slits Brian's throat, and then Miami Metro finds him. So, without a doubt, he is dead. Um, but live at that moment. You know, live at that closing closing seconds of the episode, you don't know what the fuck to think. So props on the Dexter show for you have a kind of a lukewarm six episodes and all of a sudden, bam, fucking Brian yeah. Moses there. Um, again, this this would have felt better if Dexter was really, really teetering on this edge of like kind of craziness. Um I almost feel like we there's there's not so much we can say because we kind of have to save it for Nebraska next mm-hmm. week. Um, yes, I don't know what else you have. Okay, so one is I was I, the, the okay, so like I said, I don't know the books that well, but I this is kind of a calling to the books, right? This is kind of their like little like thank you because or whatever. Oh, it's not. I was gonna say because is it doesn't Brian like randomly show up in the books and stuff like that? Yes, but he's alive. Huge spoilers. Huge spoilers if you read the books. Brian shows up and he plays a big role in the end game of the books, but Brian's alive. He never gets killed by Dexter. No, so no, I, I guess in a way, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I know. I knew that he didn't die. I remember you, uh, you talking about that on one thing, but this is kind of a calling to the books a little bit. That that's how I viewed it at least. Now knowing that, I didn't know that obviously when I watched it in 2000. And ten, uh, twelve or whenever it was that I would have watched this when it came out on oh, DVD. Oh, okay. Well, because yeah, it came out on DVD, I couldn't watch it live. I didn't have Showtime or anything, so I, I literally yeah. I had to buy the DVDs when they would come out. I spent so much money on this show. <laughs> uh, random, like so. This is kind of like a random thing I wanted to comment on because I even looked it up. So my choice for the quote was Masuka. Right. Masukas has his quote that um, when they're uh, analyzing the blood splatter, um, is it what's his name? The assistant? It's Lewis, right? I, I know where you're going. Go ahead. Lewis. He says, yeah, yeah he says um, he's like, oh, my he's God, a Dexter. Ba- he's a he's fucking like, rock star. De- De- Dexter's a rock star. And he's like, this is Miami Air Show. We're all rock stars. OK, first off, they're not. OK, the reason I'm saying that they're not is one, they have a solve rate. If you'll remember, I believe it's next episode. They have a solve rate of below 19 percent or something like that or right at 19 percent. The average solve rate for homicide in the United States in police departments. This is from the FBI statistics, by the way, is 53.3 percent. Miami Metro is the worst police department I have ever heard of. Not only do they let a serial killer do their blood work and they can't catch him. They have a solve rate of under 50 percent of what the actual average is. That's insane. I'm trying to pull up what he says he says it in the pilot. I, I didn't know. I don't remember him saying it in next week's episode. Um, 
but I, I, I do remember in the pilot, I, I could have swore he said. Oh, something I'm sorry. Like the FBI databases considers a clearance rate of sixty one point six percent of murders. I'm so, okay. sorry. Hold on, I, I have it up now. What does the FBI say? The FBI, on average, for this is for all law enforcement combined, has an average clearance rate of sixty one point six percent of murder offenses. So you said you said he brings this up again next episode. I no, he doesn't. Um, uh, Lagorta brings it up in the meeting with Deb, where she mentions that they they're currently at a solve rate of nineteen percent. Which, to be fair, that's Lagorta's fault. But we'll get into that in that episode. Dexter in the pilot. This is I'm reading quote here, word for word. He's talking about he's essentially introducing himself to us, the audience. It's it's huh. in the opening minutes after he does his first kill, and. He says regarding cops, salt of the earth, these people, and they work hard. But with the solve rate for murders at about 20%, Miami is a great place for me, a great place for me to hone my craft. Now, what's interesting, is Miami is Miami lower than the nation's average, I wonder? Actually, that I don't know. You know what? I yeah. will I will know that by next. That is my homework for the podcast. I will have you that answer by next uh, episode. To, to your point about Miami Metro being rock stars. You're talking about you're talking about a guy uh Trinity who walked in and walked out. You're talking about you're talking about an entire police department thinks James Dokes was the Bay Harbor butcher when in reality <laughs> it's still the same guy sitting in his office who's actually the Bay Harbor butcher and fucking up all your statistics <laughs> and they have no idea there's so many more we can go through you know um very true they they did they find no they still think jordan chase is on the run is that right oh yeah oh dude i cannot i don't remember hold on, hold on. dexter and no because they cut up they cut up jordan chase's do they or they leave the body there i honestly dude i, I my memory is so bad i can't even remember that's how bad my memory is on this stuff. I honestly can't remember. Um, so, I, <clears throat> God, I, I used to be really good at this stuff. I'm almost positive Dexter and Lumen take Jordan Chase away, and they think Jordan is on the run. Or Miami Metro finds his body. I can't remember. Regardless, Miami Metro being a rock star station, the biggest, um, you know what, Masuka? You are fake news. <laughs> A worthy point you bring up, absolutely. Um, that was next. To, that was that was second place being uh, for Killer Cut of the Week, because um, it's just a dumb statement. <laughs> it really. It, that's my thing. It. it, it yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, like I said, that's not even nitpicking. That's just me. Like really. Like and and maybe that's also Masuka. Like and that's the thing. I guess I can't tell. I can't tell if it's meant to be a joke because Masuka. It's Masuka saying it, or if like the the show's also trying to think like sit there and be like, no, Miami Metro's number one police department of all time, and all. And it's like, no, they're really not. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, uh, we're done with this episode, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have homework for us for next week because I think it factors into us discussing episode seven, which okay. to me is going to be a big podcast episode. Um, I want you and I'll find the clip or maybe you could find it yourself too. I want you to watch the preview of how they frame episode seven. Okay. To my memory, and we'll find out next week if, if my memory is right, they frame this episode Dexter is going to kill 
and act like he doesn't give a fuck about anything anymore because Brian's back. They show him driving and he's fucking shooting a gun out the window, which is so unlike Dexter. Like Mm -hmm. he is going nuts. And then I want to compare that to what the episode actually ends up being. Um, So that's going to be. And and you know what? If you're listening and you're following along with the podcast, watch the episode, watch the episode seven teaser. You know, it's usually what aired as soon as the episode ends. They show you what's a preview of next week, Um, because I think it's an interesting comparison of what they wanted to give you versus what they ended up actually giving you. Um, I think with that being said, we could uh, close this out. any any closing remarks before we end the uh, the episode? And other than R.I.P. Brother Sam, uh, <laughs> gone but not forgotten, and gone but not forgotten. That's all I can say. OG for G.O.D. You know what I'm saying? And with that being said, we will talk to you guys next week. Special guest coming on the episode, and we'll talk to you all next. Oh, a few days next week. God, I'm so bad with this. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I said, you know I'm almost dead